to um, welcome to blog talk radio in high fidelity welcome to the along came a writer network opinions expressed in our shows do not necessarily reflect those of the network everyone. I got so excited I jumped right in a little too early. Welcome to the Winter Circle. Uh, I am Jeannie Wynn um, and that is why it's the Winter Circle. We spell it W-Y-N-N-E-R-S and you probably formerly listened to me along with three other wonderful co-hosts on our show Along Came a Writer and now we are all doing our own shows. So today is the very first main voyage of the Winter Circle. And uh, the Winter Circle is going to be um, kind of a mix of talking about books and publishing and writing, but also a lot about life and other topics that we may want to discuss. And I'm so excited uh, to have you all listening today and excited to go ahead and get the show started. And today, Actually, um, my very, very first guest is um, a wonderful friend and an author, and her name is Kathleen Yabarbo. Kathleen, are you here? I'm here. There she is. Oh, there was that little pause. You know, we've had some um, technical difficulties this morning, i.e. Jeannie. Um, <laughs> Jeannie difficulties this morning. <laughs> Thank goodness for Linda Kaiser, who will be here um, in a little while. Um, she is actually our mystery uh, surprise guest. We're going to talk a little bit with Linda, too. Kathleen, I'm going to start with your bio, but you've got a lot going on, and we've got a whole hour, so we're going to get, we're just going to go get started. Um, you are a Rita and a Carol nominee. Um, you're the best-selling, award-winning author of more than 40 novels, which that number might have changed novellas and young adult books and all more than one million copies of your books are currently in print in the u.s and, and abroad and your books have been translated into dutch german and spanish you're a member of the american christian fiction writers and the romance writers of america and you have a bba from texas a&m may school of business and a certification in paralegal studies and you're a former member of the texas bar association uh, you are a 10th Generation Texas, Texan, which I don't think I knew that. <laughs> I can't Texan. believe it. You have, <laughs> I know, I can't believe it. You have four children of your own, as well as seven bonus kids that you inherited when you married the amazing Robert, um, your own hero <laughs> in combat boots. You're proud, you're proud to be um, a military wife, but he's actually retired, isn't he? Correct. He you're is retired. retired. Yes. Yes. And even and it says that even if it did mean giving up your Texas driver's license, but that brings me to my next point. Because you are actually <laughs> back in Texas. 
I am. I am. We returned to the homeland this week. So I am in Texas. Not all of my possessions are in Texas, but, you know, the majority are here. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good thing. What? <laughs> well, you know, you formerly lived in Tulsa, my beloved Oklahoma, you know. Um, mm-hmm. We'll probably see each other more now that you live in Texas. Uh, what drew <laughs> you back across the Red River? Well, my husband enticed me with a promise that he would take me back to one of my favorite places in the world, which is the Texas Hill Country. We uh, we love Tulsa too. I mean, I, I anyone who follows me on Facebook uh, surely saw my post about leaving a big chunk of my heart in Oklahoma because not, I, it, it became my home six and a half years there um, after marrying Robert, and I it's. I feel like I have dual citizenship, but to, mm-hmm. to answer your question, he did dangle that carrot of, you know, we could live in the hill country and maybe we could see an Aggie football game or two. So, I, you know, that's, that's hard to turn down. So what will you, what will you miss about Oklahoma though? Well, first of all, my grandchildren, um, I have lovely, perfect grandbabies there, um, and so I'll miss them terribly. I, I already do, uh, and of course they have parents, so I'll be missing my bonus kids too. Yeah, that is the two major things. And then great friends like you who can say, "Hey, we're going to be in Tulsa. Let's have dinner." I miss that. Right. But Tulsa is just such a fun place and so unique and artsy and great restaurants. And I'm going to miss that. I'm going to miss popping down to the Phil Brook to see what the new exhibit is or you yeah. know, going down to Elote and seeing what kind of crazy concoction they've come up with at the restaurant. So that's that's a, that's a just a little microcosm of what I'll miss. But you and, you and your husband I, are so. big back – you and your husband are big back roads people, aren't you? Correct. Yes. You like the back yes. roads. And so – Oh, he, we've got some favorite ones, and he's going to miss those terribly. I will miss them, but my poor Mini Cooper, I'm not so sure that that Mini Cooper didn't need a break because he is famous for putting the top down and finding – I mean, he gets this little giggle, like he, 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 and I know he spotted one, and off we go. Um, gravel, we, he's, he's actually had to buy two new oil pans in the six and a half years because apparently big rocks – and the underside of Mini Coopers kind of have a conflict. So, uh, but we're going to miss yeah, that. Yeah, I would say so. Had to do a, mm-hmm. Well, now, um, yeah, you have it. written, you have written um, many, you've been a novelist actually for quite a long time. Do you remember, um, okay, we're going to talk age here. Do you remember how old you were when you wrote your first novel? You published your first novel? I do, and I don't like tearing. Uh, I don't mind sharing because I have a good friend, Martha Rogers, who will beat me at the number. <laughs> so I, I feel like a baby when she talks about when she does her did her first writing. Um, I actually was well into my Ford, uh, into my thirties when I decided that maybe I would give writing a try, and it all had to do with the flu and the move because I mm-hmm. lived. Um, I was moving to to the Woodlands, Texas, which is still kind of another of my adopted hometowns. Uh, And the house wasn't ready. We were building a house. So we ended up Christmas with four kids in a three-bedroom apartment. 
which was fun. And, uh, and then we all got the flu. So once um, I, it finally <laughs> hit me, and, you know, the adults are usually the last ones to get it. So once it hit me, I kind of climbed under the covers with a stack of books and read like I hadn't read before. And I've always been an avid reader. I mean, from, I, I swear mm-hmm. from birth, I was clutching a book, you know, in the nursery, mm-hmm. but it was just that completely, um, can't do anything but read time. And I read one too many books that I thought, oh, that's not how I would end it. So once we moved into the house, I promised myself I would sit down and write a book. And I did. In about five weeks, it just poured out when, my baby was in kindergarten uh, during the day. We, um, we would dro- I would drop her off, set a timer so I wouldn't forget her, because if there are any writers listening, you know that sometimes time <laughs> is relative. <laughs> and uh, it, it, it's kind of like a Doctor Who episode, really, um, and for the Whovians out there. Um, you don't really, it's wibbly-wobbly, but um, so I would, set, I would set an alarm to make sure that my sweet preschooler didn't get left at the curb um and I wrote this book in about five weeks I was 36 37 uh, at the time and um I got my first contract when uh, it was actually signed by the publisher on my 40th birthday so yeah. that was yeah, it's, it's never funny when you like <laughs> You never know. Um, I could remember my first job in publishing was in 1989. And I'm standing in the, it was NAV Press, and I'm standing in the lobby of NAV Press with two or three people, and they're introducing me around. And they said, oh, this is is John Eames. He's the publisher. And I was like, oh, that is so nice. I did not know what a publisher was. I didn't know that he was kind of the big thing. Hey. But I was like, oh, that was so nice. And I think I, if I remember correctly, I think I went on to say, so now what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I signed your paycheck. And you know what? And everybody else. Is. Yeah. We, he, yeah, we actually ended up being good friends. And, um, you know, every now and then we'd even go to lunch together and he's still a good friend today. But it was so funny. I'd be like, so what did what do you do? You know, I didn't even know what it meant um, to be what a being a publisher meant. So Kathleen, there's a lot of discussion about, there was just, um, I just saw um, an article on, on Facebook the other day, kind of about um, things that writers have to deal with now, now and now what they're doing mm-hmm. as a writer. Um, do you think mm-hmm. it was easier then? Oh, yes. So much easier because all we had to do was write. Now, there were things that were more difficult. Like once I wrote, I actually had to print this thing off and send it out. And that wasn't easy. But um, it mm-hmm. relate, in, in comparison to what authors have to do now, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, it's fun. It's fun. A lot of it's fun. I have a marketing degree. So I don't mind some of the extra jobs that we writers have to do like doing some promotions the problem is I, I don't mm-hmm. like promoting myself as much as I like right. telling people about other great books I've read, I've read. so right. that's and, and that's probably I, I hear a lot of that from other writers it's like you know just ask me about somebody else's book I'll tell you all about it 
So I think that's kind of difficult yeah. for a lot of writers to take that hat and put it on with any kind of comfort. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, you know, I remember when we first started PR, you know, doing PR, we started the firm in 2001. And I remember um, you didn't have a lot of options, especially for fiction. There weren't a lot of places mm -mm. for fiction to go. You had some print magazines at that point, but you know, online, internet, social media, none of that. We were just really starting um, like review sites were just starting kind of back then. And I remember mm -hmm. there, we just kind of jumped in with both feet with fiction and started trying <laughs> to just book it in places that normally you wouldn't book fiction. And that's really kind of how we got started. Um, mm -hmm. Because we, we've done a lot of fiction, you know, publicity. Now we do a lot of nonfiction kind of a, it's really kind of an equal split, equal split now. But we used to do a mm -hmm. lot of fiction, and initially, you know, when we did, like, Liz Curtis Higgs, the Scottish series, all of that, um, you know, it was really breaking new ground in so many ways of how you do fiction PR. Absolutely. And you guys but we didn't know. Well, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. But no, we you didn't know so we were well. breaking new ground. Do you know what I mean? I do. I do. And I think a lot of that was just kind of, and, and I think in a way we're still doing that. Let's throw it out there and see what works because it's changing so quickly. Everything's changing quickly with the internet and the, the mobile devices now and how we, how we take in our books. We don't, you know, we don't necessarily go to the bookstore anymore. So is a book signing something we do over, you know, some other thing that we could spend our time on. So different. It's like I wake up every day with something new going, Oh, I get to do that now. <laughs> So are you a print person or are you an electronic book person? Well, um, I have had to become an electronics book person because when I married my husband, he was living in the coolest 1950s modern bachelor pad you ever saw. It's glass walls, uh, flat roof, amazing 1950s architecture with not a bookshelf or a closet in sight, not even an attic. Go Robert. So here I come. I know. Here I come, though, with all, with my U-Hauls. And, yes, it took two. I am ashamed to say it took two U-Hauls to get me to Oklahoma. It only took one. Well, that's not true. It's going to take me two to get back to Texas. But they're smaller. But I, I, I'm telling you, it was books. I probably had one whole U-Haul of books because I was a print person. And I, I still love print for nonfiction. Uh, it, there's just something about being able to scribble all over the pages when I get to a point that I really, you know, something really speaks to me, but I'm learning because I, and, and, I'm, and I'm getting a lot into audio. Uh, the move down here from Oklahoma involved, you know, the distance of driving. Um, and I was following right. the U-Haul in my car and I, I listened to probably two thirds of a Mark Batterson book that my amazing agent Wendy Lawton has been telling me to read for years. She was right. If you're listening, Wendy, you were right. Um, it's called In a Lion in a <laughs> with a Lion on a Snowy Day. Now, don't give me an easy title. One of my telling. favorite books. Um, I love I, that book. So good. It's so good. And I was a little skeptical about buying it digital, but I really wanted to read it. And then even more skeptical, getting the audio version. But I, you know, I thought, well, I've got this drive coming. I'll listen to it. And, you know, it was really 
good. It was good for me to hear it. So I may be becoming an audio person, but I'm definitely still a digital person because I've got, I, you know, like I said, I had to purge. I've kept enough to keep like one full bookcase full of my favorites, but I'm by necessity a digital reader now and I'm liking it. I'm really liking it. And I have not done the phone trans the, the transformation to reading on the phone that a lot of people do as well. Maybe that's because I'm old and the eyes are not happy with the small print all the time. Yeah. It's hard I'm to working. see on that phone. It's hard to see on the phone. Yeah, I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's, there's my little well, convoluted um, answers. Yes, all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because I get manuscripts, and so a lot of times that's easier on a di- put on the digital. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, to me, books, so many of my books are like old friends, and I'm just like, oh, it's just so good to see you again. Like, um, I yes. have um, a book, a book by Chris Fabry called At the Corner of Mundane and Grace, and it's one of my favorite books ever, and um, I use that poem a lot in writers' conferences that I speak at and other things. And um, oh, it's amazing. It's you actually, told me about that, and I love it. Yeah, I it's found a great it. book. And I don't think you, you. Yes, I found you it. Found you found it on Amazon. Yeah, I did. You can get it on Amazon. <gasps> yes, after I love, after you I spoke, love that. She's book. a fabulous speaker, guys. If you're out there booking speakers. Jeannie Wynn, I'm going to tell on her, is amazing. Oh I have never had church and learned about writing in the same, sitting in the same seat without moving ever like I do in, when Jeannie speaks. But anyway. Well, yes, after um, I, after I appreciate spoke, that. I, I found it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kathleen spoke, I found and it. I were part of a Kansas yeah, we were part. We did a key, we both did keynotes at a Kansas Writers Conference, and Kathleen went first. I think you went first, right, Kathleen? And I, I think was so, like, yeah. "Oh no, I think I'm going to be sick. I have to follow Kathleen." <laughs> I was so incredibly nervous Aww. that I was just like, and, "And you know what? They haven't invited me back, so I don't know." <laughs> well, you, you got know, everybody. I don't saved, know, so you know. <laughs> We had an altar call. Well, you know, it was I, amazing. <laughs> I feel like there's such a connection between um, the gifting that God gives you, obviously, and 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 what we're purposed here to do. And um, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about American Christian fiction writers, which is coming out next week. The conference, but so much of that conference is, um, you know, I do. Um, Oh, gosh, I always mix it up. I think it's specialty appointments is what I do. And um, it's, you know, 15-minute appointments. And, you know, I just really try to work real hard to pour as much into that person as I possibly can in 15 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. Because I kind of really, I would say, my whole life is about pouring into people. And um, mm-hmm. I try to do that. I would agree I with speak, that. But... <laughs> But, but next week, um, you know, next week is always interesting because it, it's a it's a lot of um, it's a lot of um, talking for this little introvert. You know, I'm an introvert. <laughs> mm-hmm. I test out very high <laughs> introvert on the Myers Briggs. Um, but if you met me in person, you would not think I was an introvert. 
Um, but I'm, I'm, I really am. And so anytime I have to speak or anything like that, it's difficult for me. But if I could do one-on-one, I love that. Uh, mm-hmm. Kathleen, has, have any of your books ever been made into movies? No, they have not. They have not. I would well, love it, though. So I'm open. <laughs> well, I think they will because the reason I am, the reason I'm encouraging you is um, I want to encourage you in this because I'm sitting here in my office looking at this adorable little Father Christmas that Robin Jones Gunn sent me. Yeah. She sent it actually, yes. I think, a couple months ago. Um, because now this is so far back that I it was just made me sad that I didn't remember this. But when I was doing PR for her book, Finding Father Christmas through Facebook, mm-hmm. I told her, oh, this needs to be a Hallmark movie. And so this year, <laughs> guess what? It's going to be after all these years. That was two. I went back and looked at the press release. That was two thousand and seven. Mm-hmm. Oh my so gosh! Now, I didn't in realize 2016, that. Yes, in twenty sixteen, her book will be a Hallmark movie. Oh, I love it. And um, I love it, and I love that you know she really never gave up on that mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. it takes a lot of time i do think that i think that your books would make great i think there are your books that would make great movies oh thank you thank you i'm just sitting here thinking now who could play my characters i will tell you i have one character in one of my books that would just only be uh it would only be right if that person if the person who is is modeled um that character's modeled on is plays it, and that would be Bonnie Sue in uh, Firefly Summer because that's actually modeled after my mother. So I think that Bonnie Sue would Aww. like to play herself. But <laughs> my my uh, eighty plus, she'll kill me for even telling people that she's over eighty because I don't. She doesn't claim over forty, um, and she's blonde, so you know. Uh, but she would she would have to play herself. But that I would love it. I would I think that would be so much fun. I have celebrated with so many of my friends who've had movies made, and I just love it. I love it. Um, and it's so much fun to have read the book, and know the author, and then watch the movie. I just think that's the coolest thing ever. I so even if mine don't put made into yeah, movies, you know, I'm thrilled for those who do. I'm going to have to do. Um, you know I'm gonna to have to do a movie night for Finding Father Christmas. You know I am. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, of know. course. What did you have? Have you planned your menu? I have to tell your listeners. I have to tell on you. This woman has the <laughs> consummate gift of hostess of the year. I'm not kidding you. But you know how God will get gives the gifts, and then He gave Jeannie like an extra helping of a few, quite a few of them. But her hostessing. Let me just tell you, we have a very sweet friend who's who's now with Jesus, and um, our friend Di had a movie, a Hallmark movie. Was that last year? Was it year before now? I can't remember. I think it was um, the year before now. It was, it was the year before. And so her name is Diane Hunt, and she had a movie that came out of her book, and she, Jeannie went all out. Now, you might think, okay, you know, she put some really cute flowers on the table. No. This is a romance. So Jeannie had a wedding cake made for the party. We all had favors. I still wear my pearl bracelet. We all had party favors, and we watched the movie. 
And I'm telling you, it was something to behold. So, yeah. Well, you know I'm what? It was you. actually, She's fabulous. Um, there was a wedding cake. Thank you so much. But there was a wedding cake on the cover of that book. And so yes. um, I went to my friend and I said, can you just do a miniature wedding cake? I need a little wedding cake. And so that's mm-hmm. what she did. But you know what? That party was um, such a tribute to Di, Diane Hunt, mm-hmm. um, as you were saying. Di was mm-hmm. so incredibly good to me, good to so many of us, loving, oh, yeah. wonderful. Um, and I just felt like, you know what, I uh, wanted it to be just the very best. And as most people won't know, my house is not that big. And so, um, you know, everybody was kind of, we had to make sure that everybody was situated, you know, in the oh, right house is darling. It was, we don't, it was perfect. We, <laughs> we don't have a I'm telling you, if, if Jeannie Wynn was not, the queen of win-win media, she would be the queen of catering and event planning. I see well, his whole separate sideline career cater- there. <laughs> yeah, Tyson would probably be the king of catering. Well, that would be good. Um, you know, he's really, he's better at that than I am. Okay, let's talk catering. about your, um, Great. let's talk about your latest, what was your latest book? Okay. Um, let's see. Well, I've been working on books. Uh, my latest, well, okay, it's not my latest release, but it's my favoriteest right now. Uh, my latest release is um, actually I've got two novellas that are coming out in several collections, and those are Barber books. I am um, mm-hmm. really excited. I've got a a couple of uh, collections that I've done with um, with other people that I'm really excited about. We've we are bringing back, bringing back some of the old favorites, um, and, which I love because that's the one great thing about digital is that books never go away anymore. You know, you don't have to go to the used bookstore to try to find a copy of that great book that you want to share with somebody that you read, you know, five years ago. Uh, Janice Thompson, who's amazing, put together a, a Texas historical collection called Lone Star Love, and there are five of us in that book. It would be me and Janice and three others. I'm not going to read. But we had the best time putting this book together. <clears throat> it's 99 cents, so it's very well priced. That's been one of my favorites. Um, there's another one that we've come out with, also that Janice did, called Table for Two, uh, which was fun. It was an older book as well, um, set in Austin. So those are my two Texas ones. The actually, the one that I'm really excited about is Firefly Summer, and that whole series. Me too. Uh, the the yes. Pies Books and Jesus series. So um, I've got two books in that series right now. Uh, working on what to do about the third. I'm playing with it. It's completed but not finished, if that makes sense. So I, I just like my Pies and book, Pies Books and Jesus series right now as far as full-length novels, and they are contemporary, which is a little different. Some of my readers are surprised, I think, sometimes that, um, you know, they find, they run across a contemporary book from me. And then there are ideas plotting in my head for historicals, so it's it's kind Always. of scary up there right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was coming off my dad's front porch. Um, I was coming off my dad's front porch, and, um, you know, your book, you know, is branded so well because I was 
thinking of your book as I was coming off of his front porch and seeing the fireflies um, start to hit, mm-hmm. you know, in the summer. And I don't know if it's getting mm-hmm. older or not, but I really do remember that, you know, essentially our mom shut us out of the house until dark. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. say that um, Go play outside. nicely. Um, you know, you could get in to go to the bathroom and stuff or get a snack but or water. But, you know, essentially they were right. like, see ya, right? And we're in mm-hmm. small town Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I really remember that video. I really do remember that video of, um, you know, the um, – put it, you know, the whole video of your mind where you remember, where you mm-hmm. go, okay, I remember wearing them as rings. I remember, <laughs> um, you know, I remember like catching them in the jar. Um, you know, it's mm-hmm. such a visual. And the cover of that book, I think is, are you there, Kathleen? I am. I'm here. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. We're hearing other voices in our head. Um, <laughs> but, um, so I, I think that, um, when you're doing like you're doing, when you're doing contemporary historical, all those things, mm-hmm. I really love your historicals. You know, I love your historicals, but I also know Thank you. that your contemporaries, I think there's something about you that I think makes a really good contemporary writer. Um, Thank you. You know, you're such a good, you're such a good friend and you're <laughs> such a, you have a great grasp of cultural things and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just, I happen to be a huge fan of you because you're just, um, we're just, if I'm allowed to gush, it's like you are <laughs> just really have been an amazing friend to me, totally supportive, Aww, thank you. Um, loving, wonderful, um, you know, a person cannot have, I mean, I feel like, okay, if I've got Kathleen on my side, I'm good to go because you are uh, an amazing friend. Uh, this, and, and this is why I love I, you so much, Genuine. <laughs> and we're going to talk a little bit about <laughs> even if I did throw a great party okay so right. we're going to also talk about how <laughs> and I do feel like you have that personality that people really gravitate to and um, uh-huh. so let's talk about your role in the American Christian Fiction Writers Conference which is coming up next okay. week in Nashville Will you be teaching? Okay. I mean, what's your role there? Because I know it changes. Sometimes mm-hmm. everybody's always does. It does. Well, I am. I am going to be putting on two hats. Well, three if you count the whole writer thing, which I'm hoping I can go sit in the back row and learn a lot in a lot of amazing classes. But I'm teaching one class, and then I'm mentoring, um, critiquing, whatever you want to call them, reading through manuscripts and meeting with uh, nine or ten authors who have sent me their work ahead of time. And I've gotten a peek at some books that I know one of these days you're going Win-Win Media is going to be doing some work for these folks because I've got some really good uh, manuscripts that I've been privileged to read through, and I'll be meeting with, with these folks oh. and just encouraging them. And that's fun. So I'm with you on the specialty appointment type thing where you can have that one-on-one time. I love that. Uh, the other thing I'm doing is teaching one class, and it is called Make Me Care. And I'm excited about it because I've kind of polled my friends and said, you know, put on your reader hat and answer this question, what makes you keep reading? And now put on your writer hat. You know, what do you do 
to, to make that happen. So I'm going to be collecting uh, some really good answers from some really cool folks um, and putting that into the workshop. Um, I have unpacked my computer as of today from the move. So there will be a workshop. <laughs> and that's good. And that's the other thing I'm doing in that. <laughs> you think I'm um, kidding. When, I'm looking at it right is, now. I just unpacked no, it. No. Door now. I kind of know you're not kidding. Um, so how important are uh, how important are conferences to writers? Do you think? I think conferences are extremely important, but I think they're important probably not for the reason that the the writer, especially the unpublished author, because we're all authors. Once we sit down and start writing a book, you are an author. Uh, I think it's important because. We need to be with our people. Um, Brandon Collins does a great <laughs> monologue um, opening about the normals. And for those of you who may not know what that is, normals or those folks who don't write books. They don't understand, mm -hmm. for example, mm -hmm. conversations in an elevator that, you know, about how to kill someone. They don't, they don't understand those things. Uh, <laughs> so we have, we, we have a whole other behavior pattern around normals but when we get around our people there is just something energizing and soul feeding to me to be around other writers for a little while you know remind me that I don't do this alone and and, and that I, I don't do this for myself those are probably the two most important things I get out of every writers conference is that that injection of truth. The other thing is, I think it's fabulous to go and learn. Um, I have a great story that I tell a lot of people, and last year I actually got to tell it to the person who made the story mean so much. Um, I was at Mount Hermon Writers Conference, which is church camp for writers. Uh, you must go if you haven't been. And I know you've been, Jeannie, and I know you love it. Uh, I was there. And I was a little upset. This is early in my career, but I had a couple of books published. So I thought that I belonged in a specialty track for career writers. But I didn't have enough books published to make that happen. So I was um, pouting a little in the back row of a class I didn't want to be in because I wanted to be in that other one for the real writers. And I'm using air quotation marks that you, your radio listeners cannot see. Uh, and the short version of the story is I looked over and there's a sweet lady. Jeannie knows where I'm going with this. She's heard the story. A very sweet lady. Just in a, in a, I'll never forget this. This gray wool skirt and a sweater. And she's, her hair is kind of pulled back in a, in, you know, little thing. And she is, she can't write fast enough. She is just scribbling away as this person is speaking. And it was on characterization. So I'm just like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, this is such a sweet lady. But, you know, bless her heart, I don't belong here with her. Well, how true those words were, because when she stood up at the break to, um, you know, we were all leaving, and she gave me a big smile and stuck out her hand and said, hi, I'm Francine Rivers. <sighs> Francine okay. Rivers? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Are you serious? I, I'm serious. And she that's who was sitting in the back row. And so I, I, last year she spoke at the ACFW conference, and I actually got to tell her that story. And her response to me 
was, and you know what? I still sit in the back row and I still learn something every time I go. So well, notice talking she about right so dear. Oh, she's precious and yeah. such a lover yeah. of the gospel and truth and Jesus. Such an example. I, notice I'm not telling you that writers should go to writers' conferences to get published. I think right. that's something right. that we put on ourselves very heavily. Like I put, it, it is a big investment financially, time-wise. You may mm -hmm. be juggling family issues, all those things, but it's not a a financial exchange first and foremost as far as I've got to earn this money back by selling books. And I think we lose track right. of what's important when that happens. So anyway, yes, sit in the back row and scribble furiously and you will get the right purpose going. Well, I think it's really interesting <laughs> and when you're this. there. And, yeah, you're there and you – well, we, we should always keep learning. I mean, it's like, you know, you mm -hmm. should always – that's why I really, really tell people a lot of times when I speak, you know, what's the most, I recently spoke to a writer's conference in Canada and I always mm -hmm. oh, encourage wow. people to, you know what, the best thing you can give me as a publicist is a well-written book. So in the midst mm -hmm. of all this other stuff that you have to do, all the marketing and all the promotion and everything, you also need to pay attention to your craft and write the best book you can. I agree. And I think that Facebook does us a huge disservice, and I'm speaking personally here, because it mm -hmm. is so much easier for me to get online and talk to fabulous folks like you <laughs> than it is to polish a manuscript or to do the right. hard work of plotting something or, you know, whatever, fill in the blank with whatever other thing we used to do before we got to get online and talk on Facebook or, you know, well, you know we have phones whatever. and we have, yeah, we have phones, we have mm -hmm. Twitter, we have Facebook, we have all these things that are really great, but it's like, you know, I remember a time when if you were going to a convention, people would realize, oh, they're in the air or, oh, they're in the car. We can't really reach mm -hmm. them right now. So now, Right. Essentially, as a publicist, um, I can leave my office because I work in an office downtown. I can leave my office and have no email, and then by midnight have more, and by the time I wake up, have more. So, you know, exactly. there there really isn't a cutoff um, with our work days like there used to be. No, no, exactly. And, you know, that's – especially for folks like us, um, who are attached at the hip to our to our phone and our iPad and our mm -hmm. you know other devices out of necessity um there is right. no break there is no you know cleanse right. from from the digitalness except that's probably why I really enjoy the holidays cuz we do try really hard to unplug um it, you know mm -hmm. during christmas holidays um yes also yes. i want to um Invite Linda Kozar in. Linda, are you there? I am. I've had my phone on mute so I could just listen. <laughs> and that, hey, you know, Linda, that do you blow my nose or something? <laughs> <laughs> Linda, do you and Kathleen know each other? <laughs> I think we do. I think we've we met do. Once or twice. Um, well, I am thrilled. Oh. Well, 
along with our other friends that that Kathleen is, you know, is back. She's back in the motherland. <laughs> Linda is um, one of my my hotline phone calls. Like uh, we have a fabulous little group of us, and we are the prayer warriors for one another, often multiple times a day. Right, Linda? <laughs> yes, the flare flare prayer queens. That's exactly. We we should call ourselves that. But <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. I like that. You know what I love about Linda? I love about Linda that, like, I've been working, I don't know, Linda, how long I've been doing a long time writer. um, But a couple years, um, I think. Yeah, Linda is so, like, honestly, of the whole group of Lena, Carla, Linda, and me, I'm the flakiest. And and so it's like. you know, I'm the one that's like two minutes before a show going, what do I do? Um, <laughs> so amazingly patient and wonderful and loving. And, oh, you know, I, I'll meet her in person go for to the first head. time at ACFW. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk a yeah, little bit about ACFW. Are you going to be teaching? No, I I haven't been in like four years. You know, I just kind of took a break and decided to go explore the indie, you know, go to the dark side. <laughs> and I explored <laughs> indie. And, and now I'm sort of back. I'm sort of like, wow, that's a lot of work to do on your own all the time. So I want to do both. You know, I want to go back and get, you know, go back to traditional and then still have the option to do indie on the side, you know. But, and her um, indies are amazing. Yeah. The covers, oh. books. <laughs> It's the queen of quirky indies. <laughs> Love them. Oh, it's it's fun. You know, it's fun, but it, it is a lot of work, um, mm-hmm. you know, that is on your back. But, of course, the marketing, like Kathleen was saying earlier, is, is on our back, too. You know, and I think we're all mm-hmm. trying different things. I take the Jack and the Beanstalk approach, you know. I just try this, try that, throw out a handful of, of beans, and maybe they'll grow into a magic stalk. That reaches readers. I love I that. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what's going to work these Let's days because you see publishing has its closing and right. Ugh. Right. I know. I always think that we're so fortunate that we'll celebrate 15 years in September and that we're still here. I'm just happy we're still here. Oh yes, yes. That's great. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Are you going to throw a party? Let's talk. Uh, you know what? I don't think we've ever thought about it. I think that we will be doing a little bit of, um, uh, I think we will be doing, maybe collecting some video congratulations at ACFW. That would be great. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It will make me cry. But, you know, we have worked with over 200 authors. And actually, it's probably more because, because, uh, we need to update the list. But you know what? We launched so many, like, um, if you know Julie Cantrell or uh, Carla mm-hmm. Lorano or uh, Tessa, Ash- Tessa Ashfire, um, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? We really, um, a woman named Amy Sorrell, we really launched those, that we did those debut books and um, really fortunate to do so. And we also launched the Love Finds You series and did the, all the initial launch for that, and um, we even helped launch um, 
an Avon line, and we've launched some, some different things. Right now, uh, one, of the, one of the things we're working on that's not on the fiction side is actually um, the Legacy Grandparenting Summit that'll be in Frisco, Texas, November 15th through the 17th, and it is the first and really one of the only grandparenting conferences in the United States. The keynote speaker is Charles Wendall. And um, wow. there are uh, several other speakers, but that's something that we're working on right now that we're really excited about. You all, the role of grandparents in the life of, of children is very, very vital, but it's not largely supported. And so we really want this conference to be an encouraging time for grandparents. And on the other side, we want to help churches know how to train uh, in grandparenting ministry. And so while we do a lot of different things, that's something new that we're working on and that we're really, really excited about. Charles Swindoll, John Trent, um, you know, so many amazing speakers. Um, there's an expert on grandparenting. Wow. So, you know, those are, um, we really have the advantage of in 15 years doing a wide variety um, of different authors and different books and you know, we're just still glad to be at the party. I mean, I feel like God has really blessed um, the work of our hands, and we're just glad to be here. And um, next week um, at ACFW, one of the things that I always look for is um, I'm kind of, you know, as you all well know, writers tend to kind of get with other writers. They've kind of got their tribe mm -hmm. um, that mm -hmm. they go with, which is great. But there's oftentimes someone I'll often see that stands apart from the crowd because they don't really have anyone. And so Tyson and I, for I guess the last three years have done, or two years, two or three, I don't remember, have done an author dinner on Friday night where we sort of bring in the fringe people that don't really have a group. Oh, that's a great idea. That's, that's sweet. You know, because there are some people hard. who don't have people. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, and some people don't know people. and find, yeah, and to find people who are, you know, I've got this important dinner to go to or that one or whatever, and and then you right. don't. <laughs> so that's wonderful. Yeah. I love or, that. Yeah, yeah. Or I'm meeting an agent. You know what I mean? I'm meeting my agent mm -hmm. for dinner. I'm meeting my critique group for dinner. I'm meeting my, you know, and it's like some people, they just don't they just don't have that. And so um, I kind of keep my eye out um, for those people. And I'll sometimes just, um, if I see them in the coffee shop, I'll sometimes just sit down and ask questions. And, you know, my husband, in addition yeah. to working with me at Winwin Media, Tyson is also a minister. And so I think I have a lot of ministry base in me, you know. That's good because that yes. is hard when you're starting off, you know, and you maybe have some other writer friends and they're more advanced, you know, and it's like, oh, I'm going to my publisher's dinner tonight, you know, <laughs> or my agent right. and I are grabbing a latte or, you know, you hear right. about it and you're like, well, darn, I don't have anything. This monkey needs a handler. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And that's where I come in. Yes. You know. Yes. Yes. I am the monkey handler. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay, so Linda, um, what <laughs> you haven't been to conference in a while, um, so what right. are you most looking forward to? 
Well, I think I'm, well, I'm looking forward to meeting you in person for one thing. Hmm. But um, I can't I'm believe you two having that. This is fabulous. I know. <laughs> disembodied voices, you know, but. Um, you my best friend <laughs> world that you haven't met. <laughs> I'm also looking to reconnect with a lot of people I haven't seen in person in a long time. And I did sign up for your class, Kathleen. So, hello. Oh, yay. <laughs> I expect to be the teacher's pet if, if they're handouts. You are. <laughs> hey, Linda, you might, you, Linda, you might be the teacher's example. You might Uh-oh. be the teacher's I example. Say, I'm, I'll be, I know who to call on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm good at well, making stuff Well, here's the thing. Up, you know, so. <laughs> I've never taught a I've never taught a workshop at ACFW, um, because I think that I would totally freeze up. You know, Kathleen is so she's like as cool as a cucumber, and um, <laughs> you know, I'm the one I'm the one that like looks like I'm like I'm three shades of white, and um, you know, I'm I'm a, that's why I, that's why you know that's why I. I sort of teach and preach at the same time. Gives, well, that's why you need points. postmaster, no, no, no. girl. You need to sign she up. She gives three points in an altar call. I'm not kidding you. And people come down, and it's, it is on. <laughs> and then we still learn about public PR and all that, too. It's amazing. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Linda, kind of like writing and revival, revival, all in the same. <laughs> oh wait, I missed that. Revival. That was all. See that? It's, it's, it's like a writing, writing revival. and revival. Oh, <laughs> I, I kind of missed that. Was like a tumbleweed of words that I just. <laughs> 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 it just rolled right over again, me. Kathleen, it was so good. <laughs> Kathleen, that was so good. It was like a writing revival, Linda. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's true. Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Linda, talk a little bit about your your book. Um, you can talk about the book that just published. How many books have you published, by the way? Um, 14, I think. And, and then I'm just part of a compilation with Sherry Kyle on being a parent, which I know a little bit about that. But... <laughs> Um, but my latest book is Weighty, Weighty Matters, and it's, uh, it's part of my Until the Fat Lady Sing series, which is still going on. I, you know, it may go on forever. I don't know. I just love it. I love Weighty but, Matters, um, by the way. It's my favorite so far. Oh, thank you. There, there's a Sasquatch in there. Um, there's a circus. There's psycho clowns. And, you know, there's a lot of mysteries. <laughs> I just now you know, do you see why I call her my quirk, favorite quirky mystery writer. <laughs> well, and that's yeah, because you know what of... she looks. <laughs> she looks. She looks like a woman you just meet in church. Yes. <laughs> oh yes, <yeah>. but <laughs> yeah, it's like um, Brandilyn Collins. That picture she used to have, where she just looks like a normal person, but then the, her her headshot. She took she took the scariest headshot I've ever seen, and you know that showed me another side of her, another dimension, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. I still admire that picture, <laughs> but um, but um, yeah, it, that, well, that's the beauty of indie too, because you can go there. You know, you may maybe shouldn't sometimes, but you do. Mm-hmm. You can go there. You can explore the boundaries of um, 
good taste and <laughs> and uh, <laughs> scary stuff. You know, and the editor might take that stuff out and say, oh, no, that's too far. But, you know, that's why it's good. It's kind of like well, they might. This is my rumspringer time, my, my four years of rum, <laughs> rumspringer, whatever it is. <laughs> rum, rum, yeah. I think that that means that you can, um, I think that means crazy young Amish kids because they do what they want. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yes, and that's sort of indie writing, you know, you kind of go rumspringer for a while. <laughs> I love that. Well, Linda, <laughs> Linda, you can't be any more rumspringer or scary than Carrie Stewart Park. I think Carrie oh. Stewart Park writes really scary books. Oh, my gosh. Well, and then, yeah. You have to get her to my radio show then. I need to interview her, you know. You do need to interview her. a forensic artist. Yeah, she's a forensic yeah, and she's been one for years. Ooh, um, I will. Um, she will be at ACFW, and um, I will. I was going to have her on my show, but I will forego her for your show because you would You're adore so her. Sweet. She's like fabulous and amazing, and so incredibly talented. And she and her husband are both forensic artists. And um, <laughs> excuse me, you have <laughs> me. You have me. She's. You had me at she's scary. You know, that was mm-hmm. it. You had me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me tell you what. Her book is funny. Yeah. Her books, literally, I think you, like I was by myself. Tyson was traveling and I was by myself. And, um, you know, her books, I think, are really scary. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just binge-watched Stranger Things last night, so I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> You're ready. <laughs> yes, I'm ready. <laughs> well, you know, my favorite okay. thing is when I see you, I'm going to say, well, you look normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are the scariest people, I think, <laughs> when they look completely normal. <laughs>
I know. <gasps> it's in my queue to be read after I finish Joanne Bischoff's wonderful book, The Lady in the Lionheart. So I have a feeling this is not going to be like that one. <laughs> See, and I just finished reading A Man Called Ove. <laughs> which mm-hmm. I loved, but I can't pronounce that guy's last name because I think he's Danish or Swedish or one of those <laughs> Swedish fish, whatever. But, yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. but I would love to meet Francine Rivers. You know, I would. I mean, mm-hmm. she's like a legend. I mean, what Kathleen said, yeah. Mm-hmm. And just the real deal, too. There's the nice thing. You know, it's, it's, it's always a disappointment to me when I meet someone and they, it's like, ugh. So you really believe your own press, yeah? <laughs> and well, she looks like Miss Marple, which I love. She, yeah. she looks like Miss Marple, so you know. She does. Mm-hmm. She yeah. does. Mm-hmm. I was. But, um, I remember at the Christie Award one time standing um, next, standing in the back of the room. I don't remember if it was Carol or the Christies. It, maybe it was the Carol Awards, but anyway, um, I was standing in the back of the room. And there was a very, very, very famous, well-known, best-selling author. If I told you your name, you would know. And mm-hmm. um, she was beautifully dressed, beautifully dressed, and she was standing in the back of the room waiting for them to call the winner of the, um, you know, they had named all the nominees, and, and they were waiting. And she was just very sweetly waiting at the edge of the corner, um, not I don't think because she thought she would automatically win, she ended up not winning. Um, but she just, I remember her looking so calm and so unbelievably peaceful. And like, <laughs> she was just really sort wow. of, um, I've never forgotten it because she was just really taking in the room. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I do photography usually at those things. I do photography at the, um, you know, obviously at the Christie's we did. And then now, at the Carols, I take a lot of photos at the Carols. I'm not the official Carol or ACFW photographer, but I do pictures that Tyson uses. And so I do a lot of pictures, and I and I watch that room. And, and you know what? It's, um, it's a very interesting, amazing feeling when you step back from that picture. And there's a lot of sacrifice um, in that room. There's a lot of time spent away mm-hmm. from family. There's a lot of um, stress, but there's also a lot of camaraderie, and um, there's a whole lot of love in that room. And um, mm-hmm. so it's always a really beautiful spot to to be in, um, just to kind of see all that happening. And I try really hard to be a fly on the wall, and um, you know, to slip in and out and take pictures and. But it's like you hear just glimpses of things and, and you know, publishing is still such a great world. It's such a great place to be in. Well, ladies, awesome. we are there. We are about, we are about out of time. Yeah. One minute no, left. Less we just got minute. started. Wow. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. Real fast. Women, Kath- Gabby. Kathleen. <laughs> yes. Kathleen, can you tell people where to find you? Yes, uh, you find me on my website, www.kathleenebarbo.com. That is K-A-T-H-L-E-E-N-Y-B, as in boy, A-R-B, as in boy, O.com. 
Um, also, I'm on all the majors, uh, christianbook.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, name your favorite bookseller, and they probably have something by me there. But awesome. if you really want to find Linda, remind me. Deep in the oh, heart of Texas. Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> and uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, just look look for Kathleen E. Barbo, and you will find me. And She's probably so find good. me on All Facebook right. when I should be writing. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. Linda, what about you? How can they find you? LindaCozar.com, and I'm on all social media. Bingo. Thank you all so much. Our time is up. Thank you for joining uh, me for my very first hosting. And um, thank y'all you. Y'all have a wonderful day. You too. Yeah.